1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Lunch Pill Guys podcast. I am your host, Wyatt, hosting alongside Lucas, Jared, Bart, and Aiden. Last episode, we talked about the AFC and NFC Championship Games and some changes that happened in Dallas with Kellen Moore getting out the door and Mike McCarthy taking over play call responsibilities. Today, we will not be talking about those, and we have no news we missed at all, so we're going to deep dive right into our first subject. Aaron Rodgers is possibly on the move. The Packers are exploring the option of trading Rodgers to the AFC. Rodgers also said he'd restructure his contract if given the right situation. So Bart, should the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers, and which AFC team makes the most sense for him?
2: I'm gonna go ahead and say that they should. Uh, to me, it kind of feels like they might as well. If they keep him, is it really reason for optimism? That's that's basically how I feel about it. Um, he said he wants to play. If he has a really good chance of winning MVP or winning a Super Bowl, I just want to LOL at Rodgers and how much he cares about the MVPs over Super Bowls, but that's beside the <laughs> yeah. point. Um, I don't think we can feel yeah. that the Packers next year are really, that they really fit that criteria. I don't know. I mean, the 8-9 and nine record this year doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. The roster's pretty mediocre. They do have some good drafts capital, but I think they're ninth lowest in cap space this offseason, so how much of an overhaul can they do anyway? So that's one thing. Secondly, his numbers this year were really average. 11th in yards, 20th in net yards per attempt, 20th in completion percentage, 12th in touchdown percentage, 16th in interception percentage. Uh, all that's to say, he was a game manager. Uh, people might want to point out how the Packers did better in the second half of the season, but I looked at his like, box scores. He finished on a five-game streak of games with one touchdown. <laughs> it's, 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 so like he's, he's, he's average now. I don't know. He had one game, I would say, where he led them to victory alone, and that was the game that went to OT against the Cowboys. Otherwise, meh. His contract isn't great. Uh, he's under contract for four more years, and if they won the Super Bowl with him, he would break the record for percentage of the NFL salary cap that the quarterback's cap hit is. The highest it's ever been is like 12.6, and he would sit at over 13. And then honestly, like the biggest thing to me is just the clarity that it would give him. Because if they, if they trade him, if they commit to trading him, then they can use that to kind of dictate their – like offseason moves that happen later this offseason right mm-hmm. they can they can think about how to sign different, you know a different set of guys mm-hmm. they can build a draft board differently knowing that they might need a quarterback yada 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 and i just don't think that they should sit there and be you yeah. know almost held captive by him he loves to do this thing where he goes on pat mcafee mm-hmm. and he talks about you yeah, know maybe i want to play maybe i don't we'll see i'll give it another couple of weeks nah just commit to trading him because like what's what are you going to get out of keeping him anyway? I think he's, he's kind of getting to that washed up point and they should just see what Jordan Love has or somebody else at this point. That's how I feel about it.
0: My favorite theory is the theory that Rogers is like such a critical thinker that he's playing 4D chess where he's saying he's <laughs> rec- he might retire so that whatever team trades for him doesn't have to give up as much and doesn't deplete their capital, their draft capital or whatever so that he gets to go to a better situation. That's my favorite theory. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Wyatt's overall opinion on Aaron Rodgers I think is wrong. I think he still has some good football left in him. I think he is right about one thing, though. If you trade him to the AFC, he, won't, he wouldn't be the best quarterback in the AFC West, the AFC North, or the AFC East. I think he would, though, in the AFC South. I think the Titans is is uh, a good destination for him. Mm-hmm. It's a quarterback hungry yeah, team. Absolutely. It's kind of like like Rabel's a super good coach, and you just like, I'm working with Ryan Tannehill You know what I mean? It's like there's not really that much you can do at that point. Um I'm not hundred percent sure like what their cap situation or is or whatever, but I think that's like a very winnable division. Um you'll be the he'd be the best quarterback probably in that division if he bounced back. And mm-hmm. They would definitely need to give him some more weapons. Like, you saw how bad they were without AJ Brown. Like, and just how much worse they got, basically, without him. And, obviously, they had injuries with L too. But, I think that's probably one of his best shots in the AFC. Probably the best
2: situation.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. I had Titans as number one, maybe, on my, like,
0: list of, like,
3: best situations. No. Just because I think it is, like, a division where, like Jared said, he probably would be the best quarterback. I know, like, Lawrence is, like, up and coming. But I think, like... You put him on the Titans and the Titans, despite how the Jags end of the season would be, I think pretty clearly the best team in the division at that point, just because of their strengths elsewhere. Um, And I think, again, it's an easy way to make the playoffs. I know he talked again about MVP and Super Bowl. I think the MVP might be a little out of reach at this point, based on his performance last year. And as I agree with Bart, he became kind of a glorified game manager, at least this past season. But I think if you put him on the Titans, he has a little more of a chance to shine and like the best chance of making the
2: playoffs. No love for the Jets. No love for I, the Jets. I think the Jets yeah. are the best option for him. They're de-
4: Yeah, I, I think they're the most likely to be successful, but I don't necessarily want Aaron Rodgers. Really?
0: <laughs> you want you want to run it back with Zach Wilson or?
4: No, but I, I honestly would like depending on the price of Aaron Rodgers and the drama that he brings, I might just rather have Derek Carr, you know, or or something from that. Who's maybe the ceiling is a bit lower. Um, but I don't have to deal with Aaron Rodgers, especially if it's it's unclear, right, what Aaron Rod how good he's gonna be. And he, he is pretty much thirty nine or forty. So it's possible this is him just, you know, at the end of his career kind of gonna be an average QB. It's possible he has a super seller year. I'm just not sure it's worth the risk. Um to like really ball out and spend a lot of draft picks on it especially if you're building as the Jets are um so I don't know but I I think they're a really good if I were Aaron Rodgers I mean the Jets have a great defense they have some young weapons that are interesting with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and whatnot so I would you know be pretty gung-ho if I were Aaron Rodgers but yeah what's interesting is that I think the Titans are also a really good option um but Besides that, in the AFC, there's not that many other, like, I don't know, clear landing spots to me. I've heard people mention, like, the Raiders, which would be Mm. funny if you just followed Devontae Adams, but I don't (laughs) really see that happening. If the Raiders think that Aaron Rodgers is going to put them in Super Bowl position, that'd be a very Raiders thing, but it'd be ridiculous. Um, I also saw the Patriots, which also would be interesting, but I don't know if they should be in, like, win now mode like that either. Um, But, I don't know.
2: The, the Patriots, I, yeah, I wanted to point them out because I think they're the best equipped to get him because they have both a lot of cap space and a lot of draft capital to trade for him if they wanted to. And as bad as Rodgers was this year, Mac Jones was even worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. And their defense was really, really good this year. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense. But do you think That's Bill bad. Belichick would want to like, do that actually and make that move? I, I would be surprised, but I would, I would like to see
4: that. <laughs> it would be cool.
0: That would be, that'd be but, pretty entertaining, yeah.
4: probably. That would be entertaining.
1: There's no way that Rodgers follows the exact Brett Favre path and goes to the (laughs) Jets. It's destined. (laughs) I mean, like it, it would be like his career is almost mirrored identically, even to right now, just with the situation with the Packers, young quarterback in the, in the tunnel, in the winds waiting for uh, his chance to start. And then he gets traded to the Jets. Now that would be so bizarre. Jared, I don't think the AFC South is up for the taking. I think Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in that division. I think, and that yeah, in that division, I think even if Aaron Rodgers is there, Trevor Lawrence would still be the best quarterback in that division. And I don't think that he would be good enough, given what he showed us this year, to lead that roster to win that division as well. Is I mean, he didn't play any better than Derek Carr did this year. I mean, Derek Carr only. Ever so slightly, was 24 touchdowns to Aaron Rodgers, 26. He has 14 interceptions to Aaron Rodgers, 12. They just had, they're probably about 150 yards apart from each other total. And I don't look at Aaron Rodgers and see a guy who is able to win an MVP. I said it an episode or two ago. His name is done being on MVP ballots. And I don't believe that he, it's both a narrative thing and a talent thing that I don't think that he's going to be able to be the driving force for a team to win any major game that actually matters. If his goal is that he wants to go out there and he just wants to make a playoff game, I think the Jets would be his best chance. If he actually wants to be the driving force, there's nowhere for him to go outside of the Green Bay Packers. But I don't, even then, I don't even know if they would want him. I'd be tired of being handicapped and hamstrung about, to Aaron Rodgers' offseason diaries every single year. So I just, look, I think any impactful game Aaron Rodgers is going to play, it, they're all behind him. All those games are behind him. And he can go and he can try to chase a dream in the AFC South. There is no shot he's any better than Trevor Lawrence. And there is absolutely no shot that the Titans would even make the playoffs that year. What? I mean, there were 7-10 this
4: year. And they had Malik Willis yeah, playing I mean, terrible football for like... Several of those games, they had another guy in there who wasn't Tannehill for a couple others. Just
1: and Josh. they were
4: missing Ryan Tan- Yeah, exactly. Josh Jobs. Josh, um, Josh. Um, And they were missing Ryan Tannehill, who's an average quarterback. You know, and even when so
1: Aaron Rodgers is an healthy. average quarterback.
4: Sure, but he's still at one. The last two MVPs before this year. You wouldn't rather, like, one for one. The difference
3: between Ryan Tannehill and Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but what? Aaron Rodgers on the way down is a different type of average than Ryan Tannehill. So let's go
1: back to two years ago for Aaron Rodgers. What has to happen for him to get back to that form? He has to be serious. He has to show up during the offseason. He has to build good rapport with the wide receivers. They have to get better wide receiver talent there. He has to have the right offensive system. He has to stop talking about retiring. And show up to yeah. practice. That stuff is not going to happen.
4: I can kind of see that happening. No, he I can go to a new team. I can see it for if like a year. T- I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't believe for he's going
1: to be working out in the summer. Full with. Uh, but he'll be on a Robert new team. And he's and, been
4: a diva, and he's been doing this whole like. And that role doesn't
1: here, won't change. He? he there's no way he's not. He's always been a diva. Uh, he's all. He's been the same person, and it's not more a of product late. of. Of Wisconsin. It's not like that this is Wisconsin has turned him into a different man. He's been he's been this Wisconsin's person. Forever. turned me into a different man <laughs> you know? sometimes when I visit him. Yeah. Yeah. I think Aaron
4: Rodgers at the core, yeah, as an annoying diva. But I feel like if he goes to a new team, if he kind of has pushed his way out and goes on to a new team, I can see him putting in the effort for a year and the fact that and yeah, I feel like he was probably the last year. I can totally see him being the guy who phones it in. And isn't going as hard. And so that could be somewhat responsible for him being so
1: But last year. And the problem that I have with that is that it's the attitude that both he displays in press conferences and on the field. Mm -hmm. I said it, I think, too. I said it when we were you thought sports that (laughs) (laughs) he has an attitude Mm -hmm. that it's not his problem. Like they lose and it's it's like whatever. The, The team let me down. The team failed me. We didn't build a good enough roster. Blah, 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 blah. All the talk about how the Packers don't use first-round picks on wide receivers. They don't have anybody. And at the time, even, they had the best wide receiver in football. And it's just like, it's never his problem. And it's never a concern of his. His body language is always, it was so pissy this year. Everything that he said in the press conferences wasn't about like, I need to do a better job as a leader. I need to do a better job getting these guys activated. He's, it's all about, oh, you know, they don't study the playbook. And we need to change the offense. And, and it, it wasn't his problem. If he gets traded to Tennessee or even if he gets traded to, to the Jets or whatever, I don't see him coming in during the offseason and playing catch with Garrett Wilson. I don't see him doing it with Traylon Burks and mm-hmm. Robert Woods because um, he's never. Done I think it. it's crazy. I think he's, it's kind of crazy to,
0: to question the work ethic of somebody that's just won two MVPs. I don't know.
1: Yeah, of course. he's. Like, look it, look it. I totally agree why that
4: he's he's. So annoying and having him on a team. That's why I don't necessarily want him on the Jets because of that kind of randomness and the fact that he's never going to, you know, totally take responsibility, even if it's his fault. The fact remains that he's very talented, like a lot of, there are plenty of athletes out there he who you don't the like, has but it, him by. he can be very talented.
0: People, people are saying that about Brady in 2019. Oh, he's like a 60% completion percentage, mm-hmm. 24 touchdowns. He goes to Tampa Bay, 65% percent completion percentage, 40 touchdowns. The next year, he throws for, like, 5,000 yards. Like, I don't... Aaron Rodgers is definitely capable of that sort of performance.
3: Sometimes you just, like, run your course in a place, I feel like, and <laughs> it's like, okay, like, maybe a change of scenery helps. Like, I, I don't... I'm not counting out that, like, one bad year where he had a bad attitude. I know that, like, he's always been a diva to some extent. But I'm not, like, excluding this one year as some, like, crazy, like, indicator that things have changed from the previous two years before that he won an MVP.
1: It's just it. Sometimes you just need change of scenery. It feels so obvious though when you look at other teams and you go, "This this is a team problem or a player player problem." And when I look at Aaron Rodgers, I don't look like he's passed the team by. It looks like everybody else has passed him by. Like, and Jared, not to question his work ethic for a guy who's so talented, it's so obvious and out there. Like the pictures of him Hawaii in Hawaii last offseason exist. It's not like they not made it break. up or they're AI generate. No, but he never came back. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he took a break. Like he, there are reports that he doesn't show up to the offseason workouts. That he's not working with the young wide receivers. Those are public. It's not. It's not me in my mind making up that he's yeah. he doesn't work hard because I watch him play football on the field. Mm-hmm. These are real reports of things that Aaron Rodgers does that have, that have now they've caught up to him and the league has passed him by.
4: I don't disagree with any of what you're saying about him not being there for his teammates or whatnot. I just it doesn't change the fact that I feel like when he cares, he can be very good, and I mm-hmm. think teams are willing to put up with the ridiculous behavior or you know potentially would to take that shot that Aaron Rodgers is going to be at least vaguely similar to you know 2021 Aaron Rodgers.
1: And he didn't score a touchdown in 2021 in the playoffs, but whatever. Fair enough. At least against the 49ers. The stage is set, and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payouts with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet just $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. We're going to move on to the NBA. They, enlisted their, they listed their all-star starters with a couple of snubs. And a couple problems on that. Um, They were revealed last week, and there are some controversial names found their way to both rosters. Lucas, who got snubbed from this year's All-Star starting lineup.
3: So I'm going to do three, and then we can expand a bit. Because to me, they're like three particularly egregious ones, and one borderline. But I don't want to, you know, monopolize the conversation (laughs) or anything like that. I think we're we all know where I'm going to go with the first one here, Um, and it's Joel Embiid. Uh, who I think is by far the most egregious snub in terms of all-star starter. He's the first person ever to lead the league in scoring and not be an all-star starter. I think if you even just look on like his recent performances, especially against the Nuggets um, this week, just shows why he deserved it. I think he like outplayed Jokic in that game, not saying anything indicating that he's a better overall player than Jokic, just like he can turn it on against the best, and he did against Jokic. I think that performance alone is super indicative of how he's been playing. And that just, like, doesn't even, like, account for his numbers. He is averaging 33.4 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game, 4.1 assists per game, 1.7 blocks, 1.1 steals, and 1.13s a game. Kind of crazy. He's second in real plus-minus in the NBA, and yet, despite all that, he's not a starter. I think that is egregious, especially when the Sixers have been really good at it recently. Like, I know they dropped a game to the Magic. Um, earlier this week, but they've won 20 of their last 25. He's the best player on the team. I think him not being an All-Star starter is egregious. And they asked him about it after the Nuggets game, and he's like, yeah, I just keep getting disrespected, but it's fine, which I thought was, you know, a nice answer. Um, <laughs> next, I have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, um, mm-hmm. whose numbers I think have also been excellent. And like all of this ties back to the NBA starters thing we did a few weeks ago, um, but he's... The only, or or Joel Embiid is the only player in the league who matches, um, both of Shea Gilgis's marks for points per game and true shooting percentage. Um, Luca is the only player with more 30 point games, uh, than him. And he's averaging four defensive rebounds, 1.7 steals, 1.1 blocks per game. Um, they're only before this season, Charles Barkley and Draymond Green were the only people in the three point era, um, of Shay's height or shorter to exceed all three of those marks. He gets lost in the pack, I think, because he plays for the Thunder. But statistically, I think he's deserved it. And last is DeMontis Savonis. Uh, he leads the NBA in rebounding. Uh, he has helped a resurgent Kings team look the best that they have in a generation. Looks like they're almost certainly going to go to the playoffs for the first time in a generation. He has a 66.7 true shooting percentage, which is 8.8 higher than the league average. He, which has led to 18.4 points per game. He's had 7.4 assists as a center, which is Jokic-esque. Um, plus, he is top five on basketball references MVP tracker, uh, which, as we all know, is definitive in terms of that. Um, so I think all that considered, Sabonis should also be the center. So yeah, my three biggest snubs are Embiid, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Sabonis.
2: I agree with all three of those, but I feel like you can't talk about snubs without talking about who they would replace. Do you have opinions on that? I think Does anyone I would go opinion? and I would go and bead
3: um, over I'm between Tatum and Durant. I'll go Durant just because maybe just I know, he's weird. hurt.
1: I understand that. sentiment yes. that he's being. been his heart. I would probably bump Tatum out and despite how well he's played. Because I thought Dick Kevin Durant had played yeah. so well up to this point. And then you kind of move everybody up. But just just a lobby yeah. there, a little alley oop.
3: Yeah. And then I think Sabonis over Zion, um, and Shea over
1: Steph. <clears throat> I think the if the NBA wants to include the all-star voting into resumes, like into all like Hall of Fame resumes. They need to be very serious with the way that they let people into this. I thought Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins getting in last year, although it's kind of like a fun story, and he did play well, but he wasn't an all star well. Like the fan voting completely skyrocketed him because they take up 50% of the vote. Um, and I know that it's supposed to increase some level of engagement into the all star game, but having like players don't root for, they don't vote for the people that they should vote for. Like LeBron James hardly ever gets player votes. Um, the media only gets 25% of the other votes, and 50% of the votes go to players, which, is, which results in guys like Kyrie Irving getting in, who is, t- I know, talented. I know that he fits the bill of an All-Star game. But if this is just to put on the most entertaining product, stop mentioning All-Stars when it comes to players' level of credibility. When they inducted Kobe or they induct Michael Jordan into the Hall of Fame, they say that he's an X amount of time All-Star. And they can't have it both where... Guys like Kyrie Irving right now get in. Andrew Wiggins gets in the years before, and they still have, and it still holds a level of credibility because it's ridiculous that this happened. And I think that for the rest of this roster, it's okay. I don't think Steph should have made it. I don't believe Zion should have made it. Um, Kyrie Irving, I've said it twice now, obviously shouldn't have made it. But like, you just you just can't have it both ways where you're both credible and fan engaged to be to be honest like um cuz cuz these are the results that you get
0: yeah fans look at them like first of all they probably don't even look at
2: stats a lot of time second of all when they mm. do it's probably points <laughs> and that's it yeah which still doesn't explain how NBA didn't make it guess yeah. I'm sorry that has to be like the most yeah. egregious one we've seen in a while but mm. yeah. yeah yeah i agree why it I don't know if it would be, like, maybe we could do, like, a fan-voted All-Star lineup and then, like, an actual All-Star lineup, but then you're basically just picking all pros. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if, what the solution would be besides be the change you want to see in the world and just stop talking about All-Star selections, I guess, <laughs>
4: when we talk about legacy.
0: <laughs> we haven't on this show that much, right? I feel like we don't, really, we don't really credit All-Star games.
1: I think one of, well, maybe not, but I think one of the first episodes I was ever on I had a one-minute rant about we've changed. Um, mm. It was our hot takes episode about how uh, mm. I hate the all-star selection and stuff. But if you look at like the friend, the fan voting, and I know they're at the bottom of the list. Kyle Kuzma and Nick Claxton are in the top ten of the front court for the East. Kevon Looney mm-hmm. is in the top ten for the front court in the West. Demontis Sabonis, who we mentioned, is number nine behind Draymond Green and Laurie Markinon, which Markinon's been great. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say that, but like. The bonus has been better. Um, Mm -hmm. And all these other guys, Klay Thompson was in the top five of guards. So it's just like, yeah, I'm just not happy with it. I'm to speak positively on it. I'm happy that Giannis is now a captain. I think that it's a passing the torch moment. Maybe if Durant was healthy, but Giannis is the best player in the league. And I think it's great that an international player is the face of the all-star game, at least in the East. Right now, and at some point, it'll probably be Giannis and uh, Luca, you know, being the two captains Mm -hmm. for it. But it's pretty impressive, nonetheless. Yeah,
0: -hmm.
4: Yeah, I just don't understand, like, fan votes in general, or I've just never found them fun. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like, I guess that's the purpose, right, is that it's supposed to make you feel engaged. But, like, what am I supposed to do? Go to a Knicks game and put everyone on the roster on my all-star ballot? Like, it's just, like, what's the point? It's just... I don't even understand it from an entertainment standpoint. I guess some someone must get enjoyment out of that, but yeah, yeah there are millions of
3: votes. But yeah, like, exactly. It, to me, it doesn't I like it. Like devalues the concept of an all star game because, like, I mean, there are so many more Lakers fans than there are fans of any other team. So, like, a mm-hmm. Lakers player is gonna have a, like it. It really like yeah. um, it makes it tough for like any small market teams like to ever like have all stars. Like, yeah. I mean, we haven't mentioned him yet, but Tyrese Halliburton, I think, yeah. deserves it over Kyrie. When he plays yep. for the Pacers, which is a much smaller market, so it's like, yeah, he's not gonna
1: make it right. Like,
4: is someone really enjoying voting Looney in as a starter? You know, like, it's the that... I think it's <laughs> yeah. all
1: for meme purposes, is, uh, yeah. Everything's
2: you know what, everything's yeah. totally meme. You know what, we should lean yeah. into
1: it. We should find a way to galvanize people to vote for the five least qualified all star starters, <laughs> and then that way we just completely ruin the process where they have to go, <laughs> it's
4: like. Sending Taylor Swift to Alaska yeah, or whatever, yeah, the like. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, to Alaska. Oh, it was Taylor Swift to a school for deaf children, yes, I yes. think, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the fan votes can be yeah, co-opted in a in a good way. So, yeah, I think you're right, Wyatt. I know
1: uh, years ago there was a fan vote for uh, the Transformers movie, and you got to pick what one of the lines was. And they said to Optimus Prime <laughs> at some point in the movie he was going to say, I'm gonna turn into a truck now. <laughs> and uh they scrapped it completely. Now, obviously, but I like the idea of fan votes in some fashion, but I think that we need to flip it now the other way where let's put together the five least qualified people and we can get them you know, let's get let's let's get the wizard starting five to be <laughs> the five all stars in the East. And then we can run from that.
0: Well, we could definitely be starting five for podcast all-star game uh, if you also think so please give us a five-star rating on apple Podcasts mm-hmm. or spotify follow us on twitter or instagram at lunchpailguys underscore make sure if you do listen and subscribe to the uh, shows that you download the episodes that helps us out a lot and we hope you'll join again next week